welcome to the Job Talks podcast, the podcast that helps you find your way. Uh, happy to see you guys. Uh, it's been a week uh, and today I'm joined with Linda and Nick, uh, same uh, same team as usual. Um, we are going to talk about everything that you need to put in your CV, everything that you need not to include in your CV um, and everything that touch around your resume because we all come from different countries, different cultures, uh, we learn different things about our resumes and everything that we need to put in. So that's what we're going to talk about. There is a lot of good value uh, and I hope you guys will enjoy. Um, if you do, please leave us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, just follow us down there. And if you want to chat, if you want to have a little more conversation, you can find this podcast on YouTube and also on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So please feel free to contact us. We'd love to hear from you guys. And yeah, enjoy. How are you guys doing today? Not too bad. You sound Not too bad. <laughs> Well, uh, Linda, I'm sorry. Uh, I still don't have like the clap thing. I need, I need to buy. I need to buy the the, the cinema thing. I, I'm gonna go down to the store. I don't know where, but sorry. How can how can you even work making like videos and content without having the cut? <laughs> yeah. Where is the professional? <laughs> oh, I'm professional. <laughs> um, yeah, I need I need to find something. I need to find somewhere where I can find. I mean, I'm in the middle of the mountain, so how can I find someone that makes like a cinema clap? Well, do you have wood up there? You can build one yourself. Yeah, just two pieces of wood. There, there we go. Like, I just need a... I've got a solution. Perfect. Then you just need some markers and, like, write on it and do-do, then you have it. Job squad production. Take 100. <laughs> 1,000. Okay. Yeah, that's more great. No, get it. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so... Uh, today we're going to try to talk about um, everything that is uh, CV related uh, as you guys have candidates as we see and uh, have a lot of candidates uh, that we see on a daily. Um, we want to help them improve a bit their CV. Uh, there is a lot to talk about. There is a lot of things that you guys see uh, and also depending on the culture we talked about it, depending on the, where you're from, depending on how you were kind of taught how to build a CV. Uh, expectations can be different, but from the company side, uh, expectations are different as well. So yeah, I'm going to try to talk, talk a little bit about all of that and see how we can help um, uh, people to build better CVs. Um, so yeah, as you guys already, already see a lot of CVs on a daily basis, uh, I just want to start with like one question that what's the first the really first thing that you're looking in a CV, that the first thing that you go through a CV is like you go straight for the, the photos, for the work experience. That what's the first thing that you go directly for a CV, Alinda? Me or a robot? Because you have to understand that today it's not just humans who's looking at the CVs, it's also robots. Sure. So I think robots is just going for top down and that's what people forget. So they're reading what is in the top first. It's always very important to have your contact information because that's what it's scanning and putting it into the system and then you have the latest work experience or the latest education because if you put your latest education in the bottom that's what the robot reads the last so that's just for the technical part uh, for me as a person um, I look at the I'm, I'm a human I'm, I'm drawn to something that looks nice so if I get a CV that's made in Word with Times New Roman, no picture, no graphic, just like 
super small letters to cram every all the information about you in in one page i'm already tired of thinking of that kind of cv so um i'm looking for something that looks light and nice and have a good feel to it that's the first thing I, like that takes me the first second is just wow okay i want to read this i'm just a human person like i'm drawn to something that looks nice yeah. I, I feel like uh, some cvs tend to uh, be very quick and old sometimes even especially when they're not updated and uh, the older the CV, you realize the less uh, pretty they look. Um, usually they tend to just give you a Word document with everything just written down like that, you know, no picture, no, uh, no structure, you know, more than one page even sometimes, which is uh, quite a, when you have long CVs, it's way too much, you know, you're like looking through all these uh, different, uh, and especially when you receive maybe the ones then that are uh, uh, done digitally when you have the Europass, I feel like that's uh, so common today. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not great because uh, so many people are doing it. You're not going to stand out, you know, with it. You know, people are going to feel like, oh, you're just another one of these, you know. It's a bit lazy, no? It's, it seems lazy because it's automatic, you know, and the, the recruiter definitely knows it, you know, he knows that you're not taking your time to, to create your own CV and he will definitely know that uh, this is just another one from all the other candidates that I've received because he's seen it millions of times, you know, and for, for the person writing a CV, I feel like maybe they don't see many CVs, so they don't know what the recruiter is used to, so they're learning in the process. But coming from us, maybe um, you, you, we can give you a bit more of insight of what we see constantly, so that you can stand out, basically. You know? Yeah, the, uh, I'm back with statistics. Uh, but yeah, just to back up exactly what you said, um, I've got a statistic that is from a, the website called Resume Now. Uh, basically, I mean, they're on the opposite side because they help people build automatic kind of resumes, but they pulled out statistic that says that the main reason for reject, rejecting a resume from recruiters, uh, for 84%, it was the impersonal applications. So like, as you said, like robot build CVs that don't have any touch to it. And for 54%, it was the lack of customization. So it falls into the same uh, scheme, basically. It's just when it's a blend CV, as Linda said, like a Word document, Times New Roman on 12, like with bullet points, doesn't attract really the eye and doesn't help to stand out from everything because uh, well as you said like you you go through dozens and dozens of cvs even in a day so you see a lot of them and if something doesn't stand really out i mean it's just another cv it's just not something that goes the extra step um still well uh, on that note uh, like we saw that uh, for a lot of people actually now personal informations they need to include as well a Skype and or Zoom ID. I mean, it came for 2020 in the big rush because I mean, obviously people are now interviewing online, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, do you guys like saw before a lot of CVs uh, lacking this informations because like we see. I mean, if I take my example in France, like we were taught to build CVs with personal informations like your email, your phone number, but we never really had like the the the, autom the automatic response to say all right I'm going to put my Skype ID on the CV like did did you saw a lot of CVs like that? No, it's it's been 
Skype, I think, has also been maybe a bit outdated, even for the last, I mean, it came out, I don't know, 15 years ago or something, you know, and and at least for, for a lot of Europeans, I think it's something that a lot of other opportunities to talk to each other. You can call via Facebook, you can call via WhatsApp, you, you know. So Skype has been something that, yes, you use it for business, but to apply for a job, you're not thinking that that's business. Um, and I think the main problem we're facing is that people are not taught how to build a CV. Unless your parents sat you down and do it, or you had a super cool teacher, you don't have a, a not even one hour in high school or in, 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 even in the university where you're actually taught how to sit down and build a CV. Okay. And for that reason, we see a lot of CVs where, I mean, you're applying for a job abroad, but you're not putting the country code on your phone number. So not even speaking about, you know, the Skype, but the funny thing is you're not putting the country code on your phone number. So I don't know, you know, I, I type in eight digit, but what digits is in front? Where is this navigating? If I'm calling you from France and I'm calling to Sweden, if I don't have the first two or three numbers, the phone doesn't know where to call. So that's, uh, you're not putting that, you're not, but you're putting a full home address. So I know exactly where you live. However, I'm not sending you a letter and I'm not stepping up in front of your door. So I know exactly where you live. That personal information I have, I have your full name, your full address, I can hunt you down but I cannot actually call you to have an interview with you. Yeah, that's that's the thing, like, now, for now on, like, even if I give my, like, number to French, if, if I give my number to anyone, like, I start with plus 33, which is France, and I always do that now because, well, I've learned, like, work with different people from different countries, but that's true that now, like, a lot of people tend to just put that first numbers, I mean, their full phone number, but they don't think about the country code at first and yeah uh, that's the thing that that can help uh, get you a better contact with your recruiter for sure for sure and um uh, yeah just uh, elaborating on that point as well missing things like that like the country code and uh, especially sometimes the well definitely the skype number even maybe you put in your linkedin address you know which kind of helps uh, expand a bit your cv portfolio there if somebody wants to is online and just clicks on it, and uh, definitely the um, the languages. So sometimes we even miss the, the languages, which is is critical, especially depending on what position you're you're applying for. If you're applying for, a, they're looking for a specific language, um, and definitely you have to put in what languages you speak. You know, in general, especially when English is an important part of it. If you just speak your language wherever you're from, and you don't put in uh, the English language and how proficient you are in it. So they ideally, if you could, you put in uh, your your level as well. You know, whether it's B two, C one, you know, and whether you're fluent or native in this language. And I think it's yeah. a quite an important uh, factor. Yeah, speaking of that, like the the said, that's a huge question. Question also for a lot of candidates is how do you measure your level? Because there is, uh, I mean, a lot of people sometimes if they come out from school, they probably have like a certificate or they have like their level that is checked out. But there's a lot of people that had didn't have that for a few years or they'd never had that before. So how can they actually manage to like prove and like say to recruiters, okay, that's my level. What's that level uh, feels like and what it what it is for them and what the, the skill is? How how can they do that? It's it's quite simple to do nowadays. Um, and I, I completely I, I back Nick up on saying it's so vital. Even when you're applying for a Danish position in Denmark, 
if you speak a bit of German or you speak a bit of English or you speak a bit of Chinese, whatnot, this can actually better your chances in any job. You don't know if even, you know, working in a kitchen, cooking, but if you are, are Danish working in a Danish kitchen, but the kitchen you're applying to work in has a lot of people from Turkey, it will be good to know that you speak a minimal like language of a little bit of Turkish, you know? It, you never know where your languages are needed. So it's a very important part. I see people putting their IT skills on the CV and explaining how good they are in, in Excel and all of this, but they forget to mention that they speak five languages. You know, like that's... Um, and coming back to your point, Romain, is you can... There's an international uh, academic level where you can easily explain or even take a test and see what level you are in because each language school like each course you're taking will grade you in different grades if it's smaller schools so i have seen like i am 10 in german and i have no idea is that out of 100 or out of 10 you know like i have no idea all these different levels so um there's an international abc nick mentioned it uh, before you can be a1 which is complete beginner then you can be C2, that's a native language. So it's a bit different. Other people would think that A1 would be the very best you can get at, but actually it's going into the alphabet and up in the numbers that gets you better and better. You cannot really get better than C2. However, that's native, that's as good as it gets. Um, we have, I think we have um, a blog post on our website about how you, we kind of uh, try to ease it out and give yeah, some... Yeah, I'm going to link that below as well. EF, EF Language Schools has like a lot of links in the biggest languages, like French, Spanish, German, English. You can take a test and you, within 40 minutes, you know exactly what level you are at. It's quite accurate. Yes, and they're free, right? All of them, the languages. These languages specifically. Yeah. Yeah, that that's really important. That as you said, like especially even if you're working like in your home country, like being able to show recruiters that like you not only have this work experience, but you also have the ability to speak those languages. And you never know, as you said, like you know, don't know in companies which people you're going to work with. So. And two things in in today's world, so many people have mixed parents from different nations. So it's not even something maybe you think about that you have two languages natively um or we learn it in school i mean most europeans speaks or understands a bit of a second language if not english then something else you know you have your mother tongue your native language and then you have something you had for two years in school or you see a lot of english movies or you hear english rap songs you learned that by yourself what not most people in europe speak two languages or understands yeah yeah that's very true. Um, speaking about, um, I mean, we talked about the languages that play an important part on your on the CV. Um, there is also a differentiation. Uh, how do you guys like give a proportion? Do you prefer the work experience or the certificates? Uh, because I've seen like a lot, still putting statistics, uh, a lot of recruiters from the um, website that Zeti that I talked about earlier. Uh, they say that. Um, uh, certificates only account for 27% of their interest in the when they are looking at a CV, uh, but work experience is actually putting 32%. Uh, it's taking from 100, of course. Uh, but actually, how do you guys look at a CV? Do you see? Do you 
put more interest in the fact that someone worked in different companies, they had different jobs, they have this and this experience, they've got a lot of experience, or do you put like more importance on the certificates and the schools and the, all the education and the background they have? Do you, yeah, when you say certificates, you mean like education? Educa yeah, education, sorry. Um, for, for me, I think, I think it's super important to have some educational background or some certificates to, to back you up. But in the end of the day, um, and this is a big discussion, some people think it's very important to have a master degree and then get a job. Uh, so they have no work experience because they focused so hard on just getting good grades and everything. When I look at a CV, one, the grades from your schooling is not on your CV. And it's really, really rare that they're asking in a job interview, can I see your grades from this school? They ask, what did you write your thesis about? You know, what extra courses did you take? Were you in any student organizations? Again, that is extra experience they're asking for. They're not asking for your grades. So do good in school, concentrate in school, but make sure you get some, some kind of job experience on the side. People today are even looking at voluntary jobs. You know, uh, if you're just straight out of school, I don't care if you got paid for flipping burgers in McDonald's, you know, that was to pay your school, to pay your bills. That's fair. It's work experience. It shows that you can show up on a time. You can deliver a good customer service. You can even flip burgers and, and you know, I don't know, uh, toast some buns. That shows that you can work and that you're willing to work. But if you are applying to be a journalist, and you're straight out of, uh, of, of uni, just finished your journalistic course, but you have no experience, no internships to build on, I find it hard to hire you. But if you were running the school magazine in a huge university, for free though, you didn't get paid for it, but if you were in charge of the school magazine and wrote all the articles there for the last three years you were in university, then I take that as experience. Yeah. So it's... The schooling is good, but I agree, like I weigh the experience much higher. Yeah, uh, again, um, unfortunately and fortunately, maybe depending what kind of character you are as a person. I mean, unfortunately for the people who have studied maybe a lot, you know, and come out of school later in life, maybe, you know, the, these companies are still looking for something concrete. So in, in today's world, I, I mean, if you're a bit more entrepreneurial, it's ideal that you go and do a short uh, customer service job or sales job and then come out of that with uh, uh, something a bit more solid for a, new, a bigger company, you know. Um, but also maybe the same concept, maybe if you're in school, especially like Forex companies and these kind of companies at the moment, if you have some experience in trading for yourself, if you do trade, especially with these apps that are out today, you know, this is counted as experience, you know, for these companies. So again, you have something that you can do um, before while school, you know, and building up yourself, you know, even if you're trading small amounts of money or, or even today you can uh, trade uh, not realistically as a demo basically as well. And you're still actually trading in the market and you learn basically one two years doing this you know you can actually get a job because of that you know um, um so yes experience i think is definitely the winner here you know it's, a, it's a, such a big uh, important thing for people i mean just just look at the cv and you're gonna hire somebody is like this this guy did this you know this guy learned this in school but how does he execute it then you know so so that's the whole point at the end of the day. When you meet someone by, by your side, you know this guy going to do the job for you. You know that he has experience in it. It's definitely stronger, you know, emotion, at least behind the CV for sure. 
Definitely. Yeah, that's true. That's that, that's a really strong debate. And as you said, like even if you can do it like solo by yourself, if you've got just an interest in some kind of field, like you can actually try to improve a little bit yourself by even if it's like a few minutes, few hours every week. But yeah, there is a lot of on any subject now you can learn more than actually just by yourself. So um, yeah, definitely that, that helps a lot. Um, as speaking of all of that, um, there is a a lot of differentiation between what they call uh, soft skills and hard skills, like hard skills being all these um, software engineering, uh, things that you can, uh, that, that are tangible that you can manage and work with, uh, computers, softwares, uh, I don't know, machineries or anything. A certificate on. Basically, you know, yeah. hard skills can be a language as well. It can be a language as well. It's everything you can learn in school and it's yeah. important, but it's also something you can learn Whereas soft skills is something that's maybe a bit harder to learn. I mean, if you're looking at people who are investing in startups, they're always looking at the people they're investing in. Of course, they're looking at the idea and how far is this product and is there any. But in the end of the day, they're looking in the people because it's the people you invest in. And it's a lot the same when you're looking at when you're looking at uh, an entry-level position where it's not required that you have a lot of experience, you're straight out of high school or straight out of, 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 of ninth, tenth grade, you know, um, and, and you're looking at, uh, is the person for a customer server IT support position, is it a nice person? Does this person have empathy? Is, are they good at speaking? Are they open and smiley? You can sometimes hear when people are smiling over the phone, you know? Are they nice to talk to? I don't look at years of experience or I look at the hard skills I'm looking at is what kind of language do you speak and do you manage to actually communicate and be nice in those languages? Well, yeah, just uh, still backing up with statistics, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, when uh, on the survey, like for hundred uh, amongst like hundred and thirty three thousand CVs that recruiters uh, took statistics statistics from, uh, they said that the most uh, soft skills uh, that they were requiring were communication, leadership for some roles, uh, and also uh, time management. So. Basically, as you said, like the ability to be able to communicate with anyone, basically in the company, is really important because uh, you said also that people invest. Like it's like investors that invest in startups; they are investing a company too. I mean, like hiring someone always costs as well, so they're spending time and they're spending money to to hire someone. So basically, you need to be able to value yourself and be able to communicate with other people. And it's cheaper to give if you don't have the hard skill to work in Excel, but you're super good at managing a lot of projects at the same time and you're sweet and you're patient and empathetic and you know, like you're super nice to be around. It's cheaper for the company to hire you and then give you an Excel course or a language course in the end, like language maybe is a bit bigger issue, but you know, one of these IT courses is cheaper to give you if you don't have it than to teach you how to be a nice person or how to be juggling things or how to be the right person for the right job, the fit in the in the group. But that's sometimes the jobs, they get super sad. They're like, but I have all the qualifications, I fit. And then it's also about telling them that, yeah, but you didn't fit the team. Because sometimes you can have all the right qualifications, but if an, an example I always give is 
if it's a small team especially and everybody in this team love love to run and they always sign up for these company marathons together and this is you know what binds them together and they're really strong in this and you love to read books and in the end of the day you're not going to join their marathon you're not going to join what they're talking about it's not you're perfect for the job on paper but in personal you're not there's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with the team but the HR manager went another direction to find a person that fit their team, their core team. So sometimes when you don't get a job, you also have to turn it around. It's not you, it's not them, but it was just not a fit. And it doesn't have to be a, because you're not good enough. Yeah, yeah. it needs to be in the CV as well. If you're going to put it in, like is it, like you put it a segment as personal or as skills. So you, you put in what you just said, you know, what how your soft skills are and and again, maybe you uh, play around with forest trading, you know, and this is something you do as a hobby, per se, more rather than you like to read books and like to play sports and these kind of things, you know. So you actually make it an important factor that the person would consider hiring you just because of your hobbies, for example. You know? Yeah, that's very true. Well, still backing up with statistics because I'm me. Uh, <laughs> like a lot of recruiters, like 61% of recruiters uh, interrogated in this survey uh, said that they value uh, soft skills as much as hard skills. And uh, as you said, like people are hiring uh, someone that will complement their... Complement? Is that a word? Complement? No. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, that will add value to the team. And if the team doesn't work well together, well, it's not really good match for the company. It's uh, very, very true. Um, another great debate. Do you put a picture on the CV or not? <laughs> yes, Definitely. especially these days when people are hiring online and especially if you want to stand out. I mean, if I can, and it's, and we talked about this many times before, no pictures with filters and bunny ears and uh, <laughs> sunglasses or... Be amazed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But also, no picture where you stand like this. Yes. You know? A professional picture have to show who you are. Okay? So it doesn't have to be... I always... Yeah, but Linda, if someone is really attracted with cat filters, it shows them who they are. <laughs> but it's not... The, I'm not going to work with the cat filter. I'm going to work with you, you know? So, yeah. That's, um, but I always suggest have a light background because... Either it's a light scenario in front of the ocean or something, but something that is kind of calm, not too much going on in the background, and light, not a dark cave, not a black wall. Because light brings something happy to people, and it's the association with something like, oh, it's a bright picture, it's nice, it's a smile, you know? Preferably, I want to see your eyes. If you have glasses on, fair, but if you have sunglasses, try to take them away because there is something about eyes. When I feel and look into the camera, don't have a picture where you like doing this. Yeah. Um, look into the cameras. I feel like I'm bonding with you because when I'm looking through, either it's on my computer, all the CVs, or I have them in hand, I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawn to the ones where I feel like it's personal. Yeah. It's personal with a picture. I think it's a, a like a, a balance because some people maybe make it too professional 
when you you have everything structured perfectly and with the serious face and the suit and all you know which is depending on the role you're applying that might be good as well but uh, i still feel like uh, you don't go too far with the crazy cat filters and whatnot obviously but it has to feel natural if there's a picture of you smiling relaxed in, in this kind of you know it's more attractive for a person to talk to you know and be interested ah oh, this person looks like a nice person you know in any level of job you know the person will just look at you and would like to talk to this person when once when you're too serious and too professional maybe some roles they will say this guy would not fit with us you know it's like he's he's looking for something else or again but even like he's too professional this no no it's it's the comfort i think is just a stronger you know um attraction for somebody the comfortable person to speak to you know that's what you want to try to portray every time in the pictures makes a lot of sense. I'll say if you're comfortable and you're applying for a C-level position like CEO, uh, chief finance officer, whatever, put a suit on or a shirt on. That's also the, the, the clothes that you're going to work in. So it makes a lot of sense that you, you, I see you in the clothes that you also show up in the office in. If you're going to work in a coffee shop and you're applying for a job in a coffee shop, why not have a coffee cup in your hand? And smiling or take a picture while you're making coffee, looking at the camera with the coffee machine in the background. It seems a bit staged. See if you can find it where you don't stage it, where you don't plan to have it. But have a, see if you can look through your old pictures and, you know, maximum five years back because you change as well. And it's nice to have a newer photo of you. Yeah. But but see if you can do, if you're applying for a job where you're painting, see, yeah. you know, you can have a picture where you're actually doing that and smiling. Yeah, just crop it up. Crop yeah. it up. Good rule is always no bikini pictures, you know, no bare bellies, cover up your shoulders because you never know, you know, what kind of culture it actually lays behind the company. And some cultures do not like short shirts and, and bras showing. So in general, keep it classy, cover your shoulders with a t-shirt or, you know, a nice shirt, but it's quite, you know, as Nick said, don't, you know, it's not a military or passport photo, you know, it's not like yeah. a professional photo means that it fits to what you're looking for and who you are as a person, yeah. but a smile and showing some eyes always helps. Yeah. Again, it comes down to customization, as you said, like when there is like a personal feeling, like when you look at a CV and you say like, yeah, it's, it's a match because like the person, there is something in the CV that tells that, they are they suit the position like they can work here in the environment and they feel like it as I said like not too staged but too staged uh, but you can actually have something that shows your interest for the company and if you are like applying for different jobs for like for different kinds of job you can also customize them in there's different orders like changing a bit the few colors uh, changing you know, your picture profile. But here it's also not a matter of, I mean, yes, you want to look good and everything, but I don't care how you look. I mean, you don't have to be a supermodel or, you know, anything to work for me, but a smile, like if you f feel like a nice person, you know, like that's the important feeling. I also see a lot of photos where, you know, I ask for photos and, and girls especially tend to be like, okay, but I have to take a photo. So a lot of makeup and, and, and everything. And, and that's not what you want to see. You don't, if I hire somebody to work in my coffee shop, I don't want somebody with this long eyelashes and big red lips because I'm sorry. And, and hair everywhere. Like put your hair. That's a statistic back at you, Roman. Uh, 
statistics has shown, and I cannot remember what percentage it is, but people tend to like girls with ponytails more than girls with hairs hanging down. Because I gotta make a ponytail now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why my girlfriend's always in a ponytail. I see why. <laughs> the job interviews, a ponytail, a nice relaxed ponytail reminds people of a sportive girl. Yeah. And and people like to tend like tend to like sportive girls because they uh, go after for instance, they're always after a goal. They're loyal, they're you know, they're they're working hard. So if you can kind of get them to associate you with a sportive girl by putting your hair up in a ponytail and also away from your face, because there's nothing more annoying to sit and look at somebody who has bangs down to here and you cannot really see people's eyes and they're sitting like this all the time or, you know, again, it's not a beauty competition. It's mm -hmm. you're, you're there to work and deliver a job. Um, yeah. That was just a little extra. <laughs> very true um we talked about uh, the customization and we just touched the subject a bit um when we are people are laying out their cvs um like i i assume you don't really care in which order or probably but um what do you like you said like you wanted the latest experiences of course on top because that makes a lot of sense to see in that order uh but what about the design in general like what about the, the colors did you see like things that you absolutely hated in cvs or things that you actually preferred like you prefer a minimalist layout or something that feels uh, a bit warmer how do you guys like feel about a cv on a design Nick, do you want to start yeah um uh, well i mean i would suggest to go online and uh, check out some free websites like canva for example which have some fantastic free um, uh, um like uh, setups that you can use templates templates yes um uh, they're fantastic feminine uh, masculine uh, professional a bit lower profile so depending on what you're looking for you can uh, you can basically just copy and paste you know your old cv and put in what you need you also have a, a concept exactly what you need to put in you know there and um, and this it's a one pager usually and i suggest to keep it as much as possible a one pager and uh, whatever you're applying for, make sure that uh, it's relevant to them, you know. So cut out some things that are not relevant, you know, because they say, okay, this guy is in construction and we're trying to get someone customer service here, you know. So maybe you had some jobs in construction, cut them out and you make it fit, you know. Elaborate a bit uh, more on what's relevant to there. If maybe there was only one job that's relevant to there or maybe um, your experience with school, you know. Um, uh, but yes, definitely, I would suggest Canva. And they uh, get uh, to use it it's very easy, very quick. You just need to um, uh, enter your details and you can uh, use it for free, which is fantastic, I think. So maybe, Roman, uh, a little link to canva.com? Yes, yes. Sure, definitely. Canva, maybe, possibly, if you have a, uh, a sample for them, maybe you can put up here. So do even what yeah. you... Just magic of post-production. Boom! And it appears on the screen. So right now. We're talking about in each segment, so they have a full idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. As you said, and yeah, Canva is free to use and you can customize it with the colors you want. Uh, but you touched two subjects that I wanted to talk next. Um, but yeah. two seconds, I'm just going to add, like, sure. rule of thumb, you're reading from the top to bottom, right? And in Europe, right to left. So you want people to see your picture, put it on the right, because that's the first thing I'm seeing. Then I see your name. 
then it's always a good idea to have what are you looking for? So if I'm applying to be an assistant in a coffee shop, I would put like Linda Sonicson and then uh, the best coffee maker in town or uh, assistant coffee shop. Like, I don't know, something like what are you applying for? Customer service agent. Yeah. You know, because then I am not in doubt what you want me to look at. I want you to, okay, Linda, she's applying to be customer service. Boom, okay. The next thing in the top is your contact informations. Because people tend to put them in the bottom of the CV and then I have to look for them and it's, you know, make it as simple for the recruiter as possible. So your phone number with your country code, your email address, you don't have to put in your date of birth because nobody's going to send you a birthday present. Okay, so it could be the year that you're born. Again, you don't have to put in your full address, both because of privacy issues, don't put it in, but put in maybe the city or the country that you are living in. Okay, city, if you're applying for a job in the same city, it's nice to know that you live there. Uh, but if you're applying for a job abroad, it's good to know where are you located at the moment. Okay. Yeah. All the other, then maybe a Skype or Zoom address. That's really good to put in. But all the rest is just noise. Mm -hmm. And then your education, your IT skills, your soft skills, your language skills, your work experience. Nick touched upon it. One pager. If you look, if you are, this is a bit strange to say, if you are below the age of 30, okay, and you're not in a C level position yet, or you don't have a crazy work profile where you don't, you invented, I don't know, a spaceship or done something completely amazing. Okay, one page is enough. If you are above 30 and have many, many years of work experience and you might touching upon a manager or C level, C -level position, you're allowed to have two CVs, but it has to be relevant. Yeah. Maximum five jobs on yeah. a CV. Because don't, you can't don't go back 20 years ago, you I, know, you know, I don't you know if, you've got here now. So just tell us what's here Yeah. So, to know how you got there. <laughs> mentioned very well that a link to your LinkedIn profile, and we can maybe talk about that another time, but your LinkedIn profile, you can put all the jobs you have. You can really fill it out and explain what have you done? What is the full picture of Nick? What is all the amazing things that you've done? But if Nick is applying for a customer service agent position, I'm interested in seeing, have he actually talked to customers and clients before? How is he as a person? You know, uh, can he show up on time? So sometimes people are like, but I had only had like two jobs. I worked in a kindergarten and I worked uh, as a cleaning assistant. Okay, but if you're straight out of high school, those two jobs are important because that still shows, you know, you worked in a kindergarten, you worked with humans and people before, you have patience, that's good. You worked as a cleaner, you're a hard worker, you're loyal, you know how to show up on time. So different stages in your life, different jobs are important. Yeah, you, you, th you touched a bit on like what I wanted to like know for a lot of people because there is there is two subjects. There is people that have a lot of experience, they say like, too, like nearly too much experience. No, there is not on every time too much experience but they have a really a lot of experience a lot of things to put in a cv that they think that can't fit and there is also people that uh just go come from school or just had only one job and come out from that uh, so people also have not a lot of experience but maybe th some interesting facts um we're going to start with the first one you talked about like keeping it one pager but um what do you guys subject when 
suggest when someone has like a lot of experience, a lot of uh, qualifications. I mean, really a lot of things to put on a CV. How do they can they keep it to that one pager? Uh, one person once told me she worked in HR for many many years. She said, I want to obviously see what you can do, but remember that your CV is also a little bit like a teaser. If you tell everything in your CV, why should I invite you in for an interview? Mm-hmm. You know, what else can I get out of you? Is there anything else interesting? It's you know? Teaser, yeah. So that's a bit of a fun way to put it. Like you don't have to describe everything you did in each job. Take the best and the main things that matches this position and, and put that in. All the other things are good to know. Put it in your LinkedIn. But the things read through the the job description and take the key pointers. If it highlights that you have to be organized, if it highlights that you really have to be on time, highlights that do 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 take those highlights and look at your own CV and see which jobs can match these things. Yeah. And all the rest you leave out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people with that have a lot uh, of experience and they tend to uh, just um, uh, do one CV and send it to all the companies they apply for. So another way to cut down is how you were saying, Linda, basically see what job you're applying for and put it relevant to that uh, job and always edit it again, your CV, depending on which job you're applying instead of using the same CV for every uh, job you would apply for, you know, so um, so I think that's, a, that's another good way to cut things down and uh, making it more personal for the person receiving it, you know, feels like, oh, he's really applying for this job. He really wants this job because he's putting everything that's relevant about it, saying exactly what he what he would like to be, you know, or, you know, so it shows that it's in his interest. It's, he wants to be that, you know. Yeah, that's fair. So that's a good way to sell yourself. We mentioned a bit of colors earlier. You mentioned like graphics and stuff, for instance. That's another way of doing it. You know, you, you choose, as exactly what Nick said, you choose your the jobs that matches or, you know, you make your profile. But then again, if you're, if you're applying for a job at McDonald's, you know that McDonald's uses red and yellow. Yeah, right, depending on the country, because be careful, because in France now they're all, they're all green. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, they all green because they wanted to give a healthier image of the McDonald's for the French people. You can laugh about it. <laughs> Lettuce in our burgers. <laughs> so, okay, okay. We take another one. EF language travel. For now, yeah. everywhere around the world, I think they converted to pink, from blue to pink. Mm-hmm. So, na- nah, okay. <laughs> check. The boys are telling you to check out what you know yep. but choose the color of the company don't put in the logo of the company that's going too far you haven't worked there yet but if i am apply if you know if i'm hiring for ef language school and i see that somebody's using like a bright pink just a little line don't make the whole page pink you know or something i'm like oh yeah and she's smiling you know she's standing in a t-shirt on a on a tropical site okay this is what she's going to do for me she has a pink on her cv it seems like she's the right fit, you know, like it's sometimes you have to think about unless it's a robot that screens your CV and even those you can manipulate, you can manipulate your way into almost any job you want if you're smart about it. In the end of the day, it's human to human. There's psychology behind and you just have to think about that when you're presenting your profile in a paper form. Yeah, that's really about um, again, uh, selling yourself really well and just know you, know your target to actually put the right CV in front of their eyes. Um, that's really good info. Never, never, ever write to whom it may concern. Never, ever. 
because that just shows that you did not do your homework. Then it's better not to write anything. Yeah. To whom it may concerns is like, sounds I don't know who the fuck you are. You are. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah, one for you, one for you, one for you, one for you. You know? Make it rain. You can go in on LinkedIn and find out who is in the HR department on almost any company you're applying for. So do your homework a little bit. Don't be so lazy or just don't write anything. But to who it may concern has to die. That's something we wrote back in the days. That's something our parents did because they didn't have Google and LinkedIn to find who it actually concerned. You know, that's an old polite way of doing it and it has to stop because it HR people... It will show exactly like how persistent you are and what the kind of person you are. Said, uh, um, Dear Linda or something like that and the person reading it's like, wow, this person really, like it will make such an impact, such a simple thing, but it will make Sometimes such an Sometimes talking is good. Yeah. A tiny <laughs> bit of talking, Yes, you know? <laughs> not too much. So, Just the company, you're, you're, you're up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just the appropriate amount. <laughs> the appropriate amount of story. <laughs> um, um, well, we, we talked about the first one, like the first one, which was uh, not overqualified, but with a lot of experience. And how do you, like, someone with, like, very few experiences, like, that doesn't work uh, many jobs, doesn't have, like, a huge impact, or just came out of school and didn't have uh, a lot of experience, how can they make a CV that feels, like, complete, full and interesting? Voluntary work, like that it's so underrated, but I am a big advocate for that. Okay, so did you work on the school magazine? Did you, were you in a student organization arranging the annual sport event? Uh, did you babysit? Did you, when you were younger, you know, and even sometimes if you over a long period of time babysitted your cousin, okay, get that as a reference. Um, that's, it's, it seems silly, but you have to start somewhere. And when you're young, you don't have that many chances. Did you go with newspapers? And did you deliver newspapers in your neighborhood? Every experience is valid. Now I know that that's to saying, take some of them out. But when you first have experience, you get the, the privilege of sorting your experience. But if you don't have any, any experience count. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, same concept basically, but even online you can find uh, some courses, free courses, um, which basically is maybe a day or even like uh, less than a day, you know, where you can do, for example, a customer service course or a sales course, you know, and uh, literally they just give you uh, an overview of what you can find the customers and what you have to do, what's, you know, and you can put this in your CV, you know, it's a sales course, you know, which is very powerful to have, you know, and tell them, you know, you're applying for a sales position or a customer service position. And um, and they're free. So there's a lot of free ones, you know. Again, it's not a huge school, you know, like Stanford education and all this, you know. Um, but uh, still, for the person reading, he didn't really care what school it is. He's just looking at the name of the school and what the course was. He's looking at what the course was, really, you know. And uh, it's a definitely a very powerful tool, I, I, I think, to use. Uh, for yeah, that's very true. There is uh, a lot of things like uh, for people that are uh, interested in IT or marketing or communication. Uh, I had a lot of things that I found uh, um, that are certificates delivered by Google themselves. Themselves, Ooh, can't speak. Um, but basically, yeah, it's just free uh, courses, and you take them. And actually, when once you completed all the steps, uh, you get different grades 
on the certificates. Uh, they give you like kind of master levels and everything. I mean, this they are small courses. They don't take long, but they actually prove that like for free, you can have like a certificate in that. It works for Google. It works for IT communication and marketing. Uh, but that's really useful. I mean, it doesn't take take up a lot of time. You can do it whenever you want. Even for even for any course that almost is. I mean, if you've been, let's say that you've been unlucky, you've been out of the workforce for quite a while, you've been looking around, you don't know what to do to just get back in and get the next job that gets you going. You know, let's say that you were a homework staying mom for a few years, so you were unlucky, you broke your back and had to get right into it and, and get trained up again. There's many reasons why people are not in the workforce. But then what what HR people don't like to see is that you haven't tried to renew, renew yourself. And here it doesn't, we don't talk about going back to school and take a whole new high school degree or a whole new university degree, but then take some courses online. And Nick said that there's so many courses to take for free. Yeah. Um, but even if you have to pay 30 euros for a course, and there's actually some courses online that are powered by some of the world's biggest universities that you can take, even learn a new language, everything you can put on your CV that shows that you have not stopped developing yourself just because you stopped working 10 years ago, then you experience something else. Or maybe you even founded, uh, I don't know, uh, organization for doing barbecues in your neighborhood. You know, you started a community there. It's silly to say, but it's something you started a community that takes work. Maybe you're in charge of that. You know, there's so many things that you've done in those 10 years. You haven't just sit on your butt on your sofa and showing that you're taking these online courses, that you learned a new skill. You started a community. You, I don't know, did something. You went traveling. Mm -hmm. you know? It okay. all shows that you renewed yourself and make you an interesting person. Yes, I've done courses like uh, touch typing, for example, which shows like that you can be fast on the computer already. You know, there's, there's Excel courses, uh, you know, that, that, which really, they're literally free. I think one of them is called Allison courses, and you're saying the Google one as well. So you're putting the Google courses there, and uh, and then you put in whatever you did. I think the, the, the person at the end of the day behind the, the CV is human. You know, if he sees Google, we know Google is a great company and you don't know that they do courses, you think that maybe he was, a, so you're kind of cheating, but not really cheating, you're not lying, it's true, you know, but the yeah. person is not going to realize how uh, how prestigious this course was and still it will give you a big uh, step up, you know. Yeah, it proves, as you said, like, like maybe like the two main like problems from CVs, just if there is these huge gaps or stagnation because they if you as you said in life someone doesn't feel like they are willing to improve a bit themselves or willing to make something about their everyday life it means like yeah there is a lot of stagnation doesn't progress but if they see like as you said creating an organization or working in a any association or anything it proves that you are active actively working and actively seeking something so yeah Nobody wants to hire a stagnated person, a person who's just been standing still, sitting, waiting for the next opportunity. A person wants to hire a person who's hunting the next opportunity, you know, who is going out there, putting himself oh, in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I forgot to mention before, Roman, when you asked, like, how do you want us to set up the CV? Something that I often see that people forget is I don't want to have the exact starting date and the exact end date of the jobs, but I want to have from what month 
and what year to what month and what year. Because as soon as I start seeing, I was um, I was a dog walker from uh, 2019 to 2019. Like, okay, so you walked one dog one day and got paid for it. <laughs> you know, or you maybe walked different dogs every day for 355, 65 days. I cannot sell that. So you need That's to have, right. I started in May and I ended in August or, you know, like, and that those dates are so important. And if you don't put that, your CV is missing something. <laughs> and the HR will probably come back to you and ask about it. I mean, uh, 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 on that point, you know, um, uh, like, so for example, you, let's say you use the dog walking business and you created and you, you have to find the clients uh, or whoever you do dog walking, you have to be customer oriented, you know, and when you're writing down these kind of things, it's the wording makes so much difference, you know. So you can also say that you tracked new clients that you, you could uh, you could that you could walk their dogs, for example. And it's technically a business that you created that you were looking for people, and uh, you know. Um, so it a customer base. Yeah, yeah. It might sound not so so, so prestigious, but you you're gonna make it sound like that, which you're not lying. Again, it's just there's more to it, you know, or you could say that there's more to it, you know, which um, it makes it a bit more out. Oh, this guy maybe can do this role, you know. As statistically, that's just, that's maybe not on CVs, but uh, yeah, it is on CVs. Uh, men are better at overselling themselves at CVs than girls are. If I, <laughs> I haven't finished a course, he still did the course. He maybe didn't take the exam, but he still did the course. And he will mention it. A girl is like, no, but I don't have the exam paper, so I can't put it on. The same when, when girls are applying for jobs, if they do not fill, I think it's five out of six points on the requested thing that you have, you know, this is what we require from you as a, as a if we hire you, um, they won't apply. They won't even try and apply. But guys, if they just fill out three out of six, they're like, well, I can learn the rest. That's very true. But that's very true. I mean, it's that there is nothing wrong with trying it. I mean, it doesn't cost anything. You're just sending out a CV. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you send it and you you try it. And if it's an opportunity that it's is interesting for you. Then this mentality comes from school, probably. I mean, the, the, the diploma is important for the school. The school wants you to finish the diploma, so they pay them and they earn some business. You know, and the, the, the recruiter cares about you. What are you able to do? What are you capable of doing? If you did half the course to learn something, what did you learn out of it? You know, um, um, so yeah, as, as you said, uh, girls, I, I think they should they should express uh, the, the other parts of them, not be afraid to 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 say all the other things that they they're capable of. You know, inside it. You, know? you came up with a very interesting point there, Nick, because again, when you're mentioning in your CV, mm. I was, I don't know. Again, I'm coming back to my coffee shop. I was working in a coffee shop and uh, what I, I, I did there, okay, if I know that you were assistant in a coffee shop, you know, cashier at a coffee shop, I know that you sold coffee, you made coffee and you cleaned. You don't have to put that in there. Instead, I want to see and look at what did you achieve in this position. You know, did you do something, oh, I came up with a new way of cleaning the coffee machine. I, I created uh, a new way of, of st uh, storing the coffee so it doesn't go bad as fast. 
I created, I, um, you know, got acknowledged for this. I achieved this. You I worked for cash it. maybe, or you closed the counter. Yeah. And like, you know, these things um, uh, will elevate, you know. So yeah. at the end of the day, when you're writing down, I cleaned the floor or I worked in the coffee shop, you know, and you're applying for something, they're actually minusing. You're minusing your status sometimes. You know, especially you say yes. I I I I was a cleaner. Okay, it's okay. It's fine. You know, but you have to word it differently. But when you were a cleaner, did, did did you actually come up with a new way of uh, of of cleaning the toilets in in this? Uh, I achieved uh, um, maximizing the time I had to also do this and this, or you know, you can word it as Nick says so many different ways and. I know what it means. It means that you cleaned. Yes, that's in the title. But how did you do it? And did you actually were you innovative? Did you do? Did you go the extra mile? That famous extra mile. Yes, yes. And, and I would I would even go as far as even if you did it like for three four years and you did one year of customer service, for example, somewhere else. I was as far as removing it from the CV. Even you know, it's horrible to say it's true, but the reality is people care about what's relevant you know to them yeah that's very true i mean you said it like when you do something doing a task like anybody can do but like when you put on skills and you put like the experience and what you try to implement and again like try to improve even if it's on your work even if it's something that doesn't seem a big deal to you that can actually seem a big deal to the recruiter because it proves that you tried to accomplish something and as you said it, this infamous extra mile and the thing that puts you kind of above what you are currently valuing yourself so it's just like putting you a bit it, like, it puts you above the other candidates that has the yeah. same experience that also has a high school degree that also did newspaper running when they were 13 it puts you it all it matters is that it puts you above the rest of the 500 other cvs in my pile yeah Keep that in mind. Yes, exactly. It's not only about you. It's a. It's really at the end of the day about the person that's looking at the CV. What is he gonna think? You know, that's what you have to keep in mind. Yeah, very true. And maybe like one other quick advice that I thought of is just like if just compare your CV maybe with so, like if someone had exactly the same experience as you have. Like how did you do it like a bit better? How did you improve it? As you said, like the experience you had and the things that you tried to implement. That may be a good, really good idea to to put on. Um, well, that's that was a lot of information, a lot of good stuff that came out from you guys. Uh, thanks a lot for that. Uh, really, really fun. And I hope a lot of people had a good experience and other good tips and good advice to improve their CV. Uh, so yeah, just try to go the extra mile. <laughs> and if you need help with the CVs, we're here too. You know, sure. Help you help find a job, but we also want to help you create your CV or answer questions if you're worried about where to go next in your in your steps. So yeah, yeah. yeah. have a look at the website. You'll you'll see uh, different positions available, and if you want to reach out to us, we can we can help you put the CV together ourselves. We can even uh, together we'll put it together. You know. Yeah. Just go on the website jobsqd.com and you're going to have all the information and you can contact the recruiters. Uh, really dope. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, have a great evening. Have a good evening. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.